Oh my gosh, guess who's back? It's me after a two-month hiatus. I am back once again here ready to chat. Um, yeah, I know they always say the, the biggest key to having a successful podcast is consistency. So obviously you can tell that that is not a priority for me. But it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, the last two months have been crazy. And I am now here, ready to get back in the swing of things, maybe develop some consistency with this. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, the world is my oyster. And I'm just going to go ahead and go with the flow, quite literally. Um, if you guys are wondering, which I'm sure you are, where has she been? She fell off the face of the earth. She posted two episodes and then was gone for two months. Well, that will not be the schedule, guys. It will not be two episodes, then I go away for two months or three episodes, and then I'm gone for three months. I just had a lot going on, and it was a very crazy time. It was un an unplanned crazy time, if that makes sense. Um, fun fact of the day is that I'm actually trying to go to grad school. So, <clears throat> oh, that was cute. Um, I had a lot of stuff come up during that. Interviews, um, preparation for it, and just a lot of other things that stemmed from those interviews. So it was a really crazy time. Work also became extremely crazy. And in case you haven't picked up on the theme, the last two months have just been crazy. But now I'm excited to talk about what it is that I truly love to talk about, which is football. And I know we were off brand for 50% of my episode content because I posted two and one was not about football. It was about a basketball player, which is fine. But today we really truly are going to talk about football and I am excited. It is Ohio State football and it is something that I've been given a lot of thought about over especially the last couple of weeks because some of you may or may not know this, but there's something called the NFL draft and it's actually coming up in I think 16 days from now. Um, in case nobody knew. So if you didn't know, surprise. Um, obviously last year, the draft, uh, all eyes were on Joey B, you know, and now this year, everyone's eyes are on Trevor Lawrence. Well, my eyes specifically are on Justin Fields. <laughs> um, not like in an eye candy. I love Justin. I want to marry you type of way, but in a is Justin Fields going to fall down the what seems to be inevitable path of what I would consider the Ohio State quarterback curse? You guys are probably thinking, oh my gosh, you think Ohio State is cursed? You praise the ground Ohio State walks on. You're ready to defend Ohio State at the stake. And you are correct. Um, but I am also a realist, and I think that Ohio State does have some QB problems. I don't think we're a quarterback school. And I really hope that Justin Fields does not follow the same exact path as all of his predecessors. Again, it's a matter of time. Who knows? But that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to work out for him. But I've been cautiously optimistic about pretty much everyone else. So, and every single time I think the QB is going to be different. It's going to be a different story. And... I find myself in the same position after the rookie season. So, yeah, that's that's really encouraging and exciting to think about. 
So today I'm really just going to be talking about why I think Ohio State is cursed in the quarterback position and whether or not Justin Fields is going to follow that same path. Again, I truly, truly hope not. But if we really think about it, Ohio State is not a QB school. I mean, let's be real, okay? Uh, they produce people like the Bozas. They are – I call them DBU because I really, truly think that. Um, and my dog is chewing my hand, and it's kind of annoying. He does this every time. Anyway, let's let's take a, a wind back on the clock, shall we? Let's look back all the way to the year 2004. I know, guys, that is – so long ago. How old was I? I was, oh, my mother. I was probably freshly turned nine years old or I was still eight. Totally depends. Regardless, I was definitely eight when this guy finished his season, his career at Ohio State. And that is, drum roll please, Craig Krenzel. I pray to God I said his name right. I don't know. There could be an accent on it. Krenzel. It could be French. But I'm thinking it's Krenzel, and we're going to go with it. And you can't hate on me for having it wrong, because I was literally eight or nine years old when he was drafted. Granted, could I look it up now? Yes. Am I going to? No. So deal with it. But this guy was drafted in 2004 uh, by the Bears, and it was in the fifth round. So, okay, not the same caliber that we have seen previously with, like, Dwayne Haskins, what will be Justin Fields. Um, probably didn't have the same – highlight and praise as a Braxton Miller did before he <laughs> got her everywhere. Um, but yeah, he was drafted in 2004 in the fifth round. He won three of the five starts while he was in Chicago. And then the bears cut him in 2004 and he never saw any action in the NFL ever again. So that was short lived again can't really speak much to it. I was eight years old. I didn't even know what a football was at the time. I asked my dad, <laughs> listen to my sources for some input. And he literally asked me why I was asking him. So the conversation didn't really go anywhere, which is fine. But let's look again to our next quarterback, Troy Smith. Now, Troy Smith is probably the first Ohio State quarterback. I, <laughs> I vaguely, vaguely remember. I just remember... I'm, it's honestly as I don't I definitely don't remember him playing probably, but I as I've gotten older and I watch pretty much every Ohio State documentary that airs on the Big Ten, I'm sure I've seen him from time to time. I would imagine he won the Heisman Trophy in 2006, which I didn't know against. So that would have been uh, 2006. I was in the sixth grade at that time, so again probably didn't even know what Heisman Trophy meant or what it was. And then he became a – he was drafted in 2007 from the Ravens. He was a fifth-round choice. Now, again, the 174th pick overall. That sounds so weird to say, 174th. But that's right. So, after that, um, he just kind of fizzled out. And really was to never be heard of again. He went four and four in his eight starts with the Ravens and and the Niners. And then he was out of the NFL in 2010. And that is the story of Troy Smith. If we flip the page to the next chapter of the Ohio State QB Chronicles, we have Terrell Pryor. 
the wonderful story of Terrell Pryor. This guy I remember because of the tattoo gate, tattoo scandal, whatever you want to call it. He's the guy who ultimately brought Urban Meyer to the mix. And this is where I start to come into the story. I'm kidding. I'm not part of the story. I honestly don't really know what I just said. Do you ever, like, your brain just literally just stops and you just say words? That's what's, that's what just happened. But anyway, um, so yeah, Pryor ends up getting drafted despite all of the issues and everything that did go on around him and Ohio State. And he ended up going to the Raiders. Uh, he was a three and seven starter. And then he actually moved to wide receiver with the Cleveland Browns. And there he did find himself having a thousand yard season in 2016. Um, but he really just kind of became a wandering soul in the world of the NFL. Um, he is still a free agent to this day. Not sure how that's working out for him. Uh, and he's been with six different teams. So he honestly reminds me of me. Anyway, then we look at Braxton Miller. And this is this is the first quarterback I distinctly remember because I think the world remembers when he got hurt. And uh, it was Urban's second season, maybe. I don't know, but Ohio State was supposed to be great. He got hurt and we thought the world was over. But the fun fact is we won the Natty. So that was cool. Um, but again, adding this to our timeline of QBs, he was one of two quarterbacks drafted from Ohio State in 2016. We all know who the other one was. Um, but he went to the Houston Texans in the third round, and then he actually moved to wide receiver later on in his career because of um, his shoulder injury. He ended up making 34 catches in two seasons with the Texans, and he was also with the Philadelphia Eagles, but is currently with his boy, Terrell Pryor, as a free agent. Now, we look to our boy, Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. Um, he had such an interesting story. He went on to win the national championship. Remember when JT Barrett also got hurt? Um, and then he came in and literally saved the day. He was the other one drafted with Braxton in 16. He went in the fourth round to the Buffalo Bills. He played one game, threw 11 passes. And then does anybody remember the XFL, which has was dissolved, I think, as quickly as it was created? Yeah, he went to the D.C. Defenders and did pretty well and then fumbled. And actually all of the XFL probably fumbled right along with him. But yeah, Cardell did that. Uh, remember, and like I said, JT Barrett, who he didn't get drafted at all. I think he did like some probably different practice camps, was invited to practice teams. I honestly don't know. The last time I remember seeing him was in a Chipotle commercial last year during quarantine with Cardell. And they're like going around delivering Chipotle to people. That's literally the last I've seen of him. So we can, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to add that to the QB timeline. JT Barrett and a Chipotle commercial after having such high hopes. Then we're going to go to our most recent draftee, and that is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he was the 15th overall selection in the 2019 draft. He, he went to Washington, but he was beat out by Case Keenum, I believe, for the starting job. Again, 
at me if my pronunciation is wrong. But he had a pretty dismal rookie season. He threw seven touchdown passes and seven picks. So one for one. That's a great ratio. Um, and then he went two and five in his seven starts that he did face or did have. Obviously, he also ran into a lot of different issues. I would say a lot of different issues, but Washington did release him this past season amidst COVID. He was out at that strip club or bar or whatever. Um, and then because of COVID protocols and just how terribly that looked, they released him. There might be more to the story. Maybe I'm wrong, but that was my understanding of it. Um, and now he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to see what happens there. But again, not a great story. If you can get anything out of the last, what, like five, six people I've talked about, nothing happened. I can't really talk about um, like Troy Smith and Craig Krenzel because I was not really, and even Troll Pryor, I like don't remember the conversations around them, if they were great hopefuls, what have you, what have you, what have you. I mean, these guys got drafted like in the fifth round. But I can definitely talk uh, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, and Dwayne Haskins specifically Haskins we can talk about he came in for that one season how many records did he break at Ohio State I mean all of them almost all of the quarterback records he broke and then he goes into the NFL with such high hopes people were upset because I mean they were talking like he should win the Heisman because of how well he did he should do this he should be that and then he goes into the NFL gets drafted and is on his way to just flopping Cardell Jones, who also, I mean, who knows, because his story was so wild and crazy. I mean, 12-gauge went in there, though, and was just throwing absolute dimes. But he ended up falling off the face of the earth. Like, obviously his potential was there, but it just never, it never transferred into the NFL. And that is what I'm saying when I say that I think Ohio State's quarterbacks are cursed. We are not a QB school. We are not a QB school. I hate saying that, but we're not. Our quarterbacks, again, I'm going off like the two, three that I know really, really well because that's when I started following Ohio State, like like my life depended on it. Those guys would, except for like, obviously JT got hurt, but he played more than one season. Braxton obviously played more than one season. But again, if we're looking, I guess, specifically Cardell, Dwayne, and Justin had two seasons. But these guys are... I mean, it's like a storybook for how well they do in such a short amount of time. And then they're like, all right, that was a baller season, broke a few records. Let's go to the draft. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, our QB's going first round. Our QB's going second round. He's going to be great. This is awesome. And then after their rookie season, if they even make it that far, within a year or two, they're most likely in a free agency or they're like second, third string on a team that originally didn't draft them. And that's what I'm saying. It's not, it doesn't look good. Our history, the timeline, it doesn't look good. And that's why I get nervous for Justin Fields. Again, I would like to say that Fields is different. And I truly, I truly think he is. I really, really do. Um, I think if you just, I mean, I thought, I, I thought highly of Haskins, but I think, a lot too that I read with Fields. He is so, he is the game. Like he, and not that Haskins uh, or uh, Haskins is probably like the second, the other quarterback that I've really 
followed and read into, but I think Fields is definitely built a lot different. He is more methodical about the game. He, like I said, he, he reads the game. He breathes the game. Not that Haskins or anybody else has it or doesn't. It just feels different. It, it definitely feels different. Um, and then you think too about Fields' performance, how up and down it was this year. Uh, the Big Ten Championship obviously sticks out in our mind, but then you see him go and just absolutely ball out against Clemson. And then um, the National Championship game well, left a little to be desired. So then you're thinking, how does that translate into the NFL? But I think one thing with Fields is that he will never stop working and he is his biggest critic. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it says a lot when a player is like that because they're not, he has a hunger and a drive to make sure that games like his one against Northwestern doesn't happen again. It's different. He's working his freaking rear end off right now though. We all know that. And I think that wherever he does go, I pray he makes an impact. I think he, he will. I'm so up and down right now in my thoughts about this because if history were to speak for itself, then Justin Fields will be just like everybody else within the next two or three years, which nobody wants to say that because he is so good. He is so very good. And I do think he has a great potential to succeed in the NFL. I think all of Ohio state's quarterbacks who have been drafted within the last couple of years have the potential to do well. It's obviously they show out in college, but the question is, are their skills able to translate into the NFL? And so far it's no, we look at like our, our defensive players who are absolutely dominating two rookies of the year, Nick Boza and Chase Young. Obviously their skills are translating into the NFL. Like Ohio state is built to build players like that. Are we built to build quarterbacks? I don't know. I think Justin Fields has a great chance to really turn or change the tone of Ohio state as a QB school. It's going to take a lot more than one player being extremely successful in the NFL to change that. But I think he definitely has the best chance um, at rewriting that narrative. So, guys, we're going to see what happens. I hope the 49ers take my boy, Jay Fields. Ew, God, why did I say that? Um, I just, and then I, and then I hope he really just balls out. Just ball to the wall. Just goes off. Uh, I get like a lot of Kyler Murray vibes from him. I don't know why. When I think Justin Fields, I think Kyler Murray. And I also spend zero my time and energy on Kyler Murray. So in my mind, he's just like, meh. But I, I don't know. I just, there was no point in me saying that. Other than that, Kyler Murray was so good and everyone thought that he was just going to go insane and then to me he's been very hush hush in in the NFL and you all can come at me because again I do not follow him I spend zero of my time and energy trying to figure out what he's doing if anything and I also am not a big NFL girl I do not follow the NFL whatsoever again I follow my Ohio State players briefly I spend a majority of my time in college so (laughs) yeah um let me see. I don't know. I just, I hope, I hope Justin breaks what I think is a curse of our QBs having a good year or two at the Ohio State University. And then they find themselves 
not really doing much a couple years later once they reach the NFL. So I'm cautiously optimistic, as I have stated. I think that he had Fields has the best opportunity to, again, change the tone of what has been so far just a dismal showing of Ohio State-produced quarterbacks in the league. And I'm rooting for him. I'm his number one fan. He doesn't know it, but I have his name tattooed on my ass. Okay, I definitely don't have a tattoo on my butt. I have no tattoos, none. And if I did, it would not be of Justin Fields' name at all, ever. And it would not be on my butt. So that's sufficiently awkward. I'm glad I'm back talking about pointless things like this. And yeah, I should be back. I'm not even going to tell you when I'm going to be back because last time I made an episode, I was like, I'll be back next week. And it was two months later. So no expectations. What is it? What's the saying? Um... Under promise and over deliver. And that's what I'm going to do. So you guys have a great day. Um, I hope that it's sunny where you are. It's sunny where I am. And um, never forget, go Bucks.